This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, May 23rd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downley. Here's today's headlines. Trump to propose crop insurance cuts and budget. New details on U.S.-China beef trade deal. Senate panel lines up witnesses for farm economy hearing. And Senate votes on Branstead. President Trump is proposing deep cuts to crop insurance, food stamps, and other farm bill programs and the fiscal 18 budget being released today. As we reported last week, the crop insurance cuts track those in bills that have been introduced by Representative Ron Kind, a Democrat of Wisconsin, and Senators Jeff Flake, a Republican of Arizona, and Gene Shaheen, a Democrat of New Hampshire. The cuts, which would together save more than $29 billion over 10 years, include capping premium subsidies at $40,000 a year per farmer and eliminating the harvest price option on revenue policies. The White House summary of the budget also includes $5.8 billion in unspecified cuts to conservation programs. The biggest single cut to the USDA's budget and farm bill would be a massive $193 billion reduction in spending for food stamps. Budget Director Mick Mulvaney told reporters yesterday that the budget contemplates the states taking over more of the administration of the SNAP program, but he conceded that changes would have to wait until a new farm bill is negotiated. The Farm Bill proposals will be dead on arrival on Capitol Hill. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue defended the importance of both crop insurance and nutrition assistance when he appeared before the House Agriculture Committee last week. The chairman of the House Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee, Robert Adderholt, a Republican of Alabama, told AgriPulse that he didn't expect to consider any significant new reductions to Farm Bill spending this year. A joint statement from trade groups representing the crop insurance industry said the destructive cuts Trump is proposing would make it harder for farmers to bounce back during tough times, will jeopardize rural jobs and find little support in rural America or on Capitol Hill. New details on the U.S.-China beef trade deal. U.S. negotiators will be going to China on June 5th for the final technical meeting with their Chinese counterparts to open up beef trade between the two countries, that according to sources as they've spoken to AgriPulse. Most of the major technical issues have been worked out, as AgriPulse previously reported, but new details have emerged. China has agreed to allow beef imports from cattle that were slaughtered under 30 months of age the same age limit that was agreed to by Japan and South Korea, according to sources. U.S. negotiators asked for no age limit, but the Chinese insisted, according to sources. The under-30-month age limit is considered a success because most cattle are slaughtered before they reach that age. Another success is that China agreed to allow bone-in cuts, not just boneless, which had been a previous demand from the Chinese. And one more important development... China agreed to accept beef processed at any facility that's been certified by USDA Food Safety and Inspection Service. Previously, China had demanded that the facilities must be approved by Chinese officials. It's not a done deal, of course. There are still time for complications to arise in the final meeting before China's scheduled to lift its ban on July 16th. But government and industry sources alike say they are optimistic. Senate panel lines up witnesses for farm economy hearing. 
The farm economy is hurting as lawmakers begin work on the 2018 Farm Bill, and the Senate Agriculture Committee is calling on a roster of economic heavy hitters to testify this week. The list of witnesses for the Thursday hearing entitled Examining the Farm Economy, Perspectives on Rural America, included USDA Chief Economist Robert Johansson, Nathan Kaufman, Assistant Vice President and Omaha Branch Executive with the Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas City, Bruce Weber, Professor Emeritus of Applied Economics and Director of Rural Studies Program at Oregon State University, and Alex Sheffer, Director of Retail Sales for Agra-AFC, the Alabama fertilizer and input giant with retail locations throughout the South. The outlook isn't rosy. Johansson tells AgriPulse his main message to the Senate Agriculture Committee on Thursday will be that he's continuing to monitor the worrying signs of a tightening farm economy. Senate votes to make Branstead U.S. Ambassador to China. It's official. Iowa Governor Terry Branstead will be the next U.S. Ambassador to China, and the ag sector is going to be happy to have him there. The Senate voted last night 82-13 to 13 to confirm President Donald Trump's pick to be the top U.S. diplomat in China, which is on the verge of lifting that 13-year ban on U.S. beef. Ambassador Branstead has been a great friend to Iowa cattlemen and the agriculture industry as governor of Iowa, according to Mike Klein, president of the Iowa Cattlemen's Association. He has shown a great commitment to the growth of beef and other agricultural exports, and we look forward to the work he will do on behalf of all Americans in his new capacity as ambassador to China. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, May 23rd. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.